Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode number 66, and today we have a special episode coming your way all about Black History Month. It is February, which for our listeners who are not residing in the United States, that means it is Black History Month in the United States right now. So we thought it would be a great opportunity to talk about uh, some of the amazing people that we have had uh, throughout history in the United States who have made some changes, um, especially in the civil rights movement and, uh, you know, progressing the arts and music and everything. So it should be an enjoyable episode today commemorating some of the finest uh, African-Americans that we have seen in the United States. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm really curious to hear what my amazing co-host has to say today. What's going on, Jared? Hello. Hello. I love the Blacks. I'm a big fan of the Blacks. The Blacks (laughs) love me. And we're here to honor the Blacks today. Uh, Welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast, please. Pajalsta. This is a polyglot polyglot podcast. Pajalsta. Follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Follow us on Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast. Or you can email us, untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us your stories. Tell us your untranslatables. Tell us your uh, goals. Tell us just, you know, you listen to the podcast. Tell us something about our topics. Or you can spread a little love and um, give us some five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. By the way, don't think I can't see how many people uh, listen to this. In comparison to how many uh, uh, reviews we have, it's not lining up. And I'll tell you this. I can see it by state and country. I'm coming for you guys personally. (laughs) But only if you have something good to say, review us. Because you know what? We don't need any of that negativity in this house. It's been very good. New drop day. (laughs) One of my new favorites already. There we go. Little German Kermit. I like it. (laughs) I like it. Actually, Jared, while, while we're on the topic of our listeners, I would actually like to start today's episode a little differently because I've been uh, going through the stats on our page, and I would just like to give a shout out to oh, uh, some early shout outs to um, our listeners all over the place. So one moment, let me let me get into the stats real quick. Should have had this up. I forgot I wanted to do this this episode. <laughs> this is what I happens name a couple when you run ahead. I noticed Go we got it. a new one, uh, Indonesia. Shout out to Indonesia. Nice. Uh, Oman is on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Brazil. Um, I know we got a couple in Europe. We have Czech Republic, of course. Shout out. We have. I'm going to stop doing that. That's annoying me now. Uh, we have. That's fair. Germany. Germany, France, Sweden, UK. I believe. Yes, Sweden, I believe Switzerland. Iraq, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, sir. Uh, Australia, maybe not anymore, but I know we have had listeners in Australia. Please come back. Uh, That's right. (laughs) um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. We have had listeners in Japan. I know that. Yes, we have. Um, So big shout out to all of our listeners coming from all over the globe. It's really great. And we would love to hear from all of you, as Jared mentioned earlier, uh, this episode. So drop us a line somewhere. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks again for your support. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it. awesome. Um, speaking of support from international audiences, have you heard about um, 21 Savage, famous rapper? Oh, my gosh, yes. By the way, I'm familiar this is crazy. with the name 21 Savage, and I'm okay. familiar with the face, 
but I could I wouldn't have been able to put those two together as as the rapper slash performer known as Twenty One Savage. So sorry, I have a lozenge in my mouth because I'm sick. I'm almost done with it though. We we, we both have colds, so it's that time of my the year. My piano teacher gave me lozenges. We're here doing yesterday. it for you, people. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hey. D- d- hey. It's been very good. And uh, right now I'm a person who's <laughs> sick. Um, <laughs> so Twenty One Savage. His real name is Shia Ben Abraham Joseph. It's powerful. Is currently mm-hmm. in ICE custody. I don't know if he still is. This was a couple days ago. But uh, he, he right. arrived in the U.S. from the U.K. at the age of seven, uh, making him... So he was in a program similar to the Dreamer program, I believe. And um, he, grew up, he, he grew up in, um, in America... But then he went back to, let's see this. Wasn't it one of the Caribbean islands or something? What do you mean he went to the Caribbean islands? Is that where he went? I thought I thought he was actually from one of the like UK territories in the, excuse me, in the Caribbean islands. Oh really? I did not know that. I I, I as I'm reading the wrong though. It's that's not all. Cut to the chase. On the third of February, he was. Um, Arrested and seized by law enforcement because he is a U.S. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement arrested unlawfully present United Kingdom national Abraham Joseph during a targeted operation with federal and local law enforcement partners early Sunday, said U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement spokesperson. And uh, who also oh, and they also noted that 21 Savage is a convicted felon, which is not true. They really okay. They said according. Um, I'll 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 say the um, I'll read Twenty One Savage's legal team statement because it sounds like he paid for some good lawyers. Even, I was just re- I don't know much about law, but even I was reading this and I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So this is from his lawyers. Uh, there has been a great deal of misreporting in the case of Shia bin Abraham Joseph, known professionally as 21 Savage. Conjecture and misinformation help no one make good decisions and lead to false conclusions. Here are the facts. Mr. Abraham Joseph was born in the United Kingdom. Mr. Abraham Joseph arrived legally in the United States at the age of seven. He remained in the United States until 2005 when he departed for approximately one month to visit the United Kingdom. He returned to the United States under a valid H-4 visa on July 22, 2005. Mr. Abraham Joseph has been continuously physically present in the United States for almost 20 years except for a brief visit abroad. Unfortunately, in 2006, Mr. Abraham Joseph's legal status expired through no fault of his own. Mr. Abraham Joseph, like almost two million of his immigrant uh, child peers, was left without immigration status as a young child with no way to fix this immigration status. These dreamers, quote unquote, come from all walks of life and every ethnicity. Mr. Abraham Joseph has no criminal convictions and charges under state or federal law and is free to seek relief from removal in immigration court. ICE provided incorrect information to the press when it claimed he was a criminal uh, uh, he w- he had a criminal conviction there's more but you get the point um right so um you know it, it's a you know a legit problem in his life but man twitter has been fun oh man it's been so good did you did you see what um what miss mayonnaise uh Tommy Lauren posted uh oh no i did not oh girl she po- she posted something I don't even remember what it was, and Cardi B messaged her, or, or retweeted her. I don't really know the inner inner workings of Twitter like you quote, do, Jerry. Quote tweeted. Re- thank you. Technically, what it was. 
Okay. And she said, don't make me get my leash. I saw that. I did see that. Yeah. I, 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 although I, I saw that tweet specifically, but I didn't even pay attention to what um, Tammy Larnis said anyway. So Probably a good idea, I would say. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, it's just interesting. It's I I think it's you know even though this sucks for him, I think it is kind of useful for like a popular figure. It's so funny looking at him right now with a tattoo of a cross in the middle of his forehead. As right. I'm about to make a serious point about this guy, <laughs> um, it is like um, I think it's useful for someone this famous and rich to get caught up in in this situation to sort of shed light on something that can clearly happen to anyone. And right. uh, and the only reason it probably happened to him is because of how famous he, he is, and so he has a, a spotlight on him. But like this happens to not famous people all the time too, and I and I think it's it shows right. um, it helps shed light on, on where we need to fix the system or improve the system. Not that it'll be improved. Right. And anytime the system soon, is very but... broken. Right. And the other thing is, I read somewhere, and I have no idea whether or not this is true. I don't even remember the source, but I do remember reading about how. He just put out a collaboration track with J. Cole. I think it's called A Lot. Okay. And he talked about, and I think he talked about, um, basically, I think he was kind of talking, you know, pretty neg- negatively about ICE, which I'm sure doesn't do you any good. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, me, let me see here. I saw, I saw fun tweets like um, from Bruh to Bruv or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, um, do you know the song Man's Not Hot? It goes kick it kick it yeah and it, so it was like a uh, a Twenty One Savage uh, music video but with that song over it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh nice okay and it was just a, a bunch of fun um, tweets about so I guess now, a very serious uh, situation I f- I found it now I don't know how credible this is this is coming from TMZ so so take that with a grain of salt but Twenty One Savage said ice out for revenge because I slammed them in my new music. Uh, 21 Savage, uh, his, uh, whatever his people means, I don't know if that's his legal team or who that is, released a stinging statement in which they clearly think ICE's motives are corrupt. Many have speculated as to possible ulterior motives for his arrest and detention, including that he released music five days prior to his arrest, which included lyrics condemning the behavior of immigration officials for their detention of children at the border. The song in question, A Lot, has the following lyrics. Been through some things, so I can't imagine my kids stuck at the border. Flint still need water. He's right. People was innocent, couldn't get lawyers. Um, so there you go. There you go. You betcha. Uh, well, you know, shout out to him. We're just get throwing shout outs out like they're free. That's true. Usually people pay we're for spread, those. We're spreading a lot of love. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's expensive. <laughs> uh, one more thing. I thought mm-hmm. this would be uh, something useful to talk about. It's currently, I guess you could say, tax season here in America. <coughs> and uh, tax season, I guess generally you would say it goes from January 1st to April 15th where taxes are technically due, although a lot of people file um, file for extensions. Early. How do you... Oh, oh that's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you can file anywhere in between that time. Um, but uh, how are how do you tend to be when it comes to tax doing? Are you one to like do it January third or April fourteenth? I do it early. Yeah, I like getting that refund quick. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I, I'm usually like a um, usually what gets at least what got me to do it last time. I, I'm a hardcore procrastinator, 
What got me to do it last time was I got an email from TurboTax saying that um, the free tax uh, filing is going to go away in three days. And I'm like, well, I'm not paying to file my taxes. Right. So I just like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to do it now. And that's all that got me to do it. But uh, I wonder what the – do you know what the tax doing process is like in other countries like Germany or the Czech Republic or something like that? Is it as – That's a great question. No I idea. have no You've idea. Pay taxes there. No idea. All right. Never mind then. Forget about it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, unfortunately. I might be able to tell you in a year or so if I end up staying here. So keep that question on the back burner. So you've gotten new students, haven't you? Yes. Mm-hmm. This is what, day three or whatever? Four, uh, I guess. Yeah, day four. Uh, yeah, because it, it was this week. Yeah, yeah, because I came back from Humboldt's. Yeah. Everything seems like a blur. I've been doing so much stuff. That's it seems like for. a blur. We'll just, I'm your secretary. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But yeah, it's been going well. Um, I am trying to make it a habit this semester um, of learning my students' names a lot faster. How do you do so that? So we'll see how that goes. Well, we played an activity today where um, basically you have, I wrote my name on the board, and then there's three categories, country and city, food, and something you like. So let's, let's, let's do this with you, Jared. So give me, give me a, a country and a city that starts with J, a food you like, or just a food or a drink that starts with J, and something you like to do. Do the country and city have to be the same place in the same? No. Okay. Because no. I was like, that might be hard. Uh, Jamaica, there's a country, okay. a city, um, Jamestown something, there's a Jamestown somewhere. Let me think of there, one I actually know. Somewhere. Let me think of one I actually okay. know. Uh, oh, Jersey City, New Jersey. There you go. Okay, good. A food? Um. Or a drink? Jamon. Oh, getting fancy. What, what is that? I think that's Spanish for ham, isn't it? Is it? Oh, fuck. Oh, no, no I'm idea. sorry. Well, now I'll check, but I, no I, I hate that I just did this to myself. Is that with a J? I think so. Okay. So uh, there, there's a name yes, here in the I Czech Republic. Right. Oh. Yes, yeah, nice. Okay, good. Okay, before, before I go on, uh, <laughs> and what's a, <laughs> what's, a, what's a thing you like to do that starts with J? Jam out to music. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So yeah, so that's what I did with my students. Mine were and juggle. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> mine, my, mine were uh, China and Khomutov were my oh, places. That's easy. C's an easy one. I like that. I could. Yeah. Well, I tried. I tried to do ch because in the Czech alphabet, ch is its own sound. Ah, I got you. So China and Khomutov food was chicken and cheese. And things I like to do, I like to chill out. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Could you think of any? Uh, could you like a one or two of your stu- favorites from the students? Well, one one that was tricky today is I have a student named Zdenek, mm-hmm. and that's spelled with a Z, Z D. Okay. And that was a tough one. And I was thinking of foods. I like that name though. It's a cool name. Yeah, I like Zdenek. It has a nice sound to it. Um, Nice ring to it, but uh, I help. I had to help him out a little bit. He got Zimbabwe, which was good. Okay, yeah, for country. 
Um, Zlin was his uh, was his city, which city? is a place in the Czech okay. Republic. Uh huh. There's also another place called Znoimo, which also has a Z. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, yep. So you could find your Z's in the Czech Republic. Quirky. For food, for food, um, I told him um, one. The only food I could think of was zucchini. Okay. Or zucchini bread. Yeah, yeah, zucchini. And then, and then something you like to do, I explained to him that if you say in English to catch some Z's, oh, to sleep, you're yeah. going to take a That's nap, go to sleep. Yeah, yep. But there, there were a lot of good ones. There were some really creative ones. Um, what, what I found was interesting is under country, a lot of my students put um, like a state in the United States. So I'm not sure if that was on me or on them. Oh, but, okay. Um, but what was even more fun though this week, Jerry? Did you is clar- I brought in a little? Did you clarify what? if they know what the difference? If they know that they're states? Yeah, yeah. I tried to. I tried to explain okay. that. Um, but we're, we'll do a lesson on the United States at some point in the semester, anyway. So it will become even more clear after that. But anyways, um, where was I going with this now? I'm sorry. You're you're good. You're good. Um, oh yeah, I brought in a bag like a little vinyl bag, and I put a bunch of stuff that I've kind of accumulated while I've been here in the Czech Republic. Like I have um, a couple different tram tickets from Prague. I had a two two euro coin that I got from Germany, uh, a guitar pick, or as the Czech word is, tersatko, uh, a little early, early uh, Czech word of the pod for all of our listeners out there. And then the funniest thing, though, is I have these, these seeds. They're watercress seeds. And watercress in Czech is, <clears throat> one second, řeřicha. So it's got two of the řs right back to back. So it's řeřicha. Right. Yeah. And so I gave it to the students. And what I did is I gave these students, I gave each student an item. And they had to try to guess what what was the how was the item related to me? Why why is the item important to me? Whatever. And that one was one of my favorite ones to give to students because a couple of students were like, um, we, we think you maybe are a gardener and you're into gardening. <laughs> why was it and important? I was like, no, to you? not because, just because well, so the story is I got yeah, I the, the um from a friend of mine here who knows I'm learning Czech. And he told me to say Rezricha. Um, and at the time I was saying it like, uh, um, it just wasn't <laughs> quite the same. And so uh, he, he found the, he found the watercress seeds like in this little package at his house and he gave them to me and there's a bunch of seeds. There's gotta be at least 50, 60, 70 seeds in there. Right. Oh, wow. And he said, he said, when you go back to America, you need to plant the seeds. And every time you plant a seed, you have to say, Rerica. <laughs> Would you eat the watercrest once they grew? Sure. Why not? Okay. Just just curious. Just curious. Why not? I mean, maybe they, now you, I will become a gardener. But, Who but knows? That's the thing, though, is you're, <laughs> yeah, they your students would never have guessed. Like it's also almost impossible for your students to have guessed that. As which is kind of the point. Yeah, it I makes guess. it more fun. Yeah, if they just figure know? it out right away, then it's kind of boring. It's like, yep, you got it. Let's move on. <laughs> right. So I gave them that. I gave them what were some other things. I have a, a birthday card from my parents that also, to all our listeners out there, check out our Instagram page for cute dog pictures of my dog back in the States. Yes. Um, but I have a birthday card from my parents and it has a basset hound on the on the cover of it. And so I passed it around for my students and I said, why do you guys think this, this birthday card is special? 
And you know, they, they obviously went for the, the, the clear and easy answer, which is, oh, you were here in the Czech Republic during your birthday, your parents sent you a birthday card, which is true. Right. But I said, okay, look more closely. Why do you think this card, exactly. Why do you think this card is important? And they, then a couple students said, oh, is that your dog? And the, the dog has sunglasses on, but it looks just like uh, my basset hound back home. I mean, they all look I was the like, same. yeah, it's basically my dog except for the sunglasses. I don't mean to, uh, <laughs> I, I, you'd probably uh, say, you'd probably uh, argue that, but. Argue oh, what? I, oh, you didn't hear me. I said they all look the same. I didn't. Oh, basset hounds? Yeah. We can we can agree to disagree on that one, <laughs> but that's we'll have to do another animal episode and then we can talk about it. <laughs> Just the all-out argument. Um, that's right. Do you want to? Um, but yeah, it's been going good though. Yeah. Do you want to um, spread a little love? Of course, of course. Right. I have a really special one that I think when I came across this, this I just thought this was so awesome. So, and I, I'm I'm curious if you're gonna ask the the golden question where did you find this you you always ask me that jared so right here i would like to give a really special shout out to Lori lakin hutcherson do you know who she is no so she is the founder of goodblacknews.org okay which their their tagline on their website is the good things black people do give and receive all over the world and the reason why I want to give a shout out to her is she noticed that um, she started this in 2010 and she realized that there were really no news sources that were giving people of color the recognition that they deserve. And so in 2010, um, she, uh, she decided that um, she would want to start, um, you know, this uh, news uh, source for for black people which i think is really amazing there's a lot of great stories on there and a couple of my shout outs from today come directly from the website um, but she mentions that you know the the media bias in the united states really does um reflect unfortunately a lot of the intrinsic bias in u.s culture and society um and she notes that people of color are often seen as threats or exceptions but not commonly enough as typical human beings. And I could not agree more. If you look at the way that many um, African-Americans are portrayed in the media, um, you know, generally it seems like the pictures are usually negative. Whereas if it's a white person that does the same thing, it'll be like, you know, I remember there was that guy in Colorado that murdered his family and they didn't show his mugshot, but they showed a picture of him and his family. And he's a white guy, right? Whereas if it was a black guy, you better believe they're gonna find the the wasn't this picture that they're also that yeah. picture of him like at a mountain somewhere just like smiling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> he looked just like a lovable dad. It's like this guy murdered his whole family. Another thing that the media does a lot is they um or not even the media. This is just how another way that black people are perceived is always older and um older than than um than you know other races. So it's always like. They they look threatening. They look they looked like they were you know gonna attack me. Then you find out it was like a twelve year old or something. It's like really you thought this right. twelve like they they they're always perceived to be older and um and uh, yeah and never looked at as like exactly. a, oh they're just a and just for example there's a great example I love it's it's hilarious during the Olympics when Ryan Lochte uh, stole something from a gas station in Brazil because he's an idiot. Um, right. Billy Bush, actually, the same guy that was involved with the grab him by the pussy thing was um, with Donald Trump, was talking to uh, Al Roker. 
and and he was trying to justify um justify um what's the guy what did i just say the guy's name was ryan lochte's, ryan lochte's uh, actions, actions saying he's just a kid he's just a kid and he's like oh come oh, on God. give him a break and um ryan lochte was in his early 30s <laughs> right he's not just a kid <laughs> and so now um now there's this one comedian i listen to his podcast and anytime a um like anyone that's that, uh, like any adult does something stupid, no matter their age, he'll be like, he's just a kid. He'll be like fifty-seven. <laughs> oh god, that's <laughs> like, funny. But he's just a that's kid. great. And um, right. and they're they're always they're always sort of like give him a break, and then it's always like, oh, this yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But I'm yeah. so glad you showed me this website though, because this is where a lot of my shout out shout outs are about to start coming from. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a great website. So big shout out to Lori Lacken Hutcherson for. Um, giving you know giving an outlet um and shining more light on you know a lot of people who deserve you know to be told about you know we deserve to hear these people's stories and uh yeah it's really great yeah i love that there's an outlet for that i have one shout out and um it's about a man um (laughs) i don't think yeah he's unnamed there is a man um that was a runner that was uh, running through a trail in northern Colorado. Oh, I've heard about this. This is crazy. On Monday, and he encountered a mountain lion, and and a he was attacked by that mountain lion, and he murdered the mountain lion with his bare hands by strangling it. A mountain yep. lion, which I don't even comprehend how uh, how someone does this. And so, um, and then he hiked to the nearest hospital. Yes. So uh, the, uh, the unnamed man heard something behind him on the West Ridge Trail at Horsetooth Mountain Open Space in Fort Collins and was attacked as he turned as he turned around. The mountain lion lunged at him, biting his face and wrist. Like, isn't it a wrap after that? <laughs> like, isn't that it? You, you would, he's lucky the thing didn't get him by the throat because yeah, it would have sure. been a wrap. According to a uh, – pre- oh, okay, so according to the press relief, uh, the runner broke free from – Cougar's power from the cougar's powerful maw and defended himself, killing the wild cat. As a result, um, sorry, I distracted myself by saying that the man was then able to get himself to a local <laughs> hospital, where he was treated uh, for serious but non-life-threatening injuries. So I had this. Ar- I found this article a couple days ago, but last night, my friend Brad, who used to live in um, Fort Collins, texted me this article. And he said, you know, we've hiked there before, don't you? And I was like, what? Brad used to live in Fort Collins, and he and I have hiked in that oh, wow. exact place. And then he also That's said crazy. that um, he's hiked there another time, uh, and he was with one of his friends, and the and their dog was there. And mm-hmm. uh, the dog started barking because it saw the, the uh, mountain lion. And apparently the mountain mm-hmm. lion was, like, following him. And then he said they yeah. got the heck out of there. I was like, dude, if it wasn't for that dog, that could have been you. Right. Yeah. Except a Brad can't. I, I need. I would. I'm very curious to shake this man's hand. He'd probably like light me, lightly shake. To him, lightly shake my hand and just break every bone in my hand. <laughs> right. This guy's right. grip strength. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Level. I think that's when. I think that's when the fight or flight um, response kicks in, oh, and that sure. guy probably knew there's no way you're out running a mountain lion. That's the kind of guy um, I'd want around in like a, a terror situation or like some, like some sort of like. Right. Uh, shooter situation he seems like the guy that does jump up and tackle the person <laughs> right like, oh for it. sure i gotta save i i'm yeah, not dying today i mean that's why if if i was running or hiking by myself 
Um, I think I would probably bring some type of knife with me just to be safe. If I'm with other people, I think generally speaking, unless the mountain lion is really sick, it probably isn't going to attack you. Okay. If you're with more than, oh, you know. Oh, because it perceives that as like uh, outnumbered, even though it could probably still right. take. I'm still confused on how um, one man could kill a mountain lion with his bare hands. Well, it wasn't. I'm pretty sure I read an article about it, and I'm pretty sure it wasn't a full-grown mountain lion. Okay. All right. So it's a younger one. I wish there was a picture I, I of I think they, they get up to, how big do they get? They, they only get up to a couple hundred pounds, I think. Um, <laughs> okay, I Chad. Mean, the, the, thi- the thing, well, the thing, the thing about them is it's Chad's th- not intimidated. <laughs> Hold up, let me see here. Uh, uh, I'm looking it up. The weight is according to Google. Chad's is like no big deal. Uh, so yeah, about 53 to 100 kilograms, and that's a man. A man, so up to 220 pounds max. Um, I don't know. I weigh 185. I feel. Well, actually, I think I might weigh less than that now. I haven't weighed myself in a minute. But I feel like if it was a smaller one and you had that adrenaline going, maybe saying. maybe you could you could fight against it. I get it, your maybe. Saying. You know. Yeah. But but yeah, it really depends. I mean, if they're if they if they hit you in the right spot or if they knock you out cold, game over. For sure. My, yeah, that's a crazy story. My only thing is is like one they have giant hands, like paws. And two, right. say you were to look at something like a chimpanzee, like what's the average size of a chimpanzee? They're they're not that big, and they can destroy a human. Like they're shredded. Oh, rip them! They're yeah, just all muscle. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, even though a mountain lion is uh, is is only you know is about as the size of a, the weight of a human, like it's just I think they're just more concentrated muscle. Also, oh, probably but, um, definitely. I guess clearly you can do it. So. Why am I doubting that it can be done? Because it was right. done. It was and the done. Guy, then the guy casual, I'm casually, I'm sure it wasn't casual. <laughs> what the hell? But uh, then the guy walked to a hospital. So Right. So I got one more shout out, and then I think we should move on to the beer of the pod. Okay. Uh, my shout out goes out to the Gill Brothers, and you might have seen this if you were scrolling through goodblacknews.org. The Gill Brothers, they are age 13, 10, and 8. They launched Frère Branchot. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm you're the French speaker here, not me. Frère's right. That's brother. Uh, right, brother, and I don't know what the other word is. But uh, Frère Branchot, an eco-friendly candle brand that's now featured in Macy's. Um, so I think this is kind of a great story. They started their candle business for two reasons. One, which is. Which seems like such a reason that a kid would justify this, but one to afford Nerf guns and video games they wanted, <laughs> which I think is great. Hey, at least they're being. This is honest reporting. You gotta appreciate it. Oh, that's great. And two to help raise money to combat homelessness in the district where they live. I mean, that's awesome. Um, and Ryan. And by the way, I it laugh. It is great. I laugh, but that's why adults make money is to just buy adult toys. So it's, right, buy your it's adult like Ferraris, Nerf guns. you know, BMWs, and you know all that shit. Right. That's just adult toys. Exactly. And so they donate 10% of their proceeds to homeless shelters in their area. Uh, and a promise they've kept since launching the brand two years ago. Demand has grown rapidly for their scented soy-based candles, which can be purchased at several stores in D.C. and select Macy's stores across the country. So I think a, a big shout out is deserved for the Gill Brothers for launching their uh, brand of eco-friendly candles and helping out the homeless. I wonder how they thought of that name. 
<laughs> I guess it would probably help if we knew what it meant. <laughs> right. That's true. I'm sure there's some meaning for I, it. I can just I can just translate it real quick while we're here. Get your uh, beer of the pod ready. Well, oh, brothers oh, Gill. That's Brand's show is Gill. Oh, and so it's just French for Gill sense. brothers. Okay, that was, that nice. Easy. So, Jared, this episode I have a special beer. Chang. Look at this bad boy. Is that a Chinese beer? Does the language look like Mandarin on the top? No. What is what is that? That does not look it's like Mandarin. Thai. I did not see that. How? It's Thai. Oh, I see Thailand now. That's cool. Yep. How'd you find this beer? Shout out to my local Lidl. I was walking around, and uh, I spent about 20 minutes just for all of you out there peeling off the sales uh, sticker, bless you, Excuse me. Um, for this beer. Um, it was in the sales section. I don't know why. I've never seen a beer from Thailand before, so I figured, you know what? Let's give this bad boy a try. Yeah. So, so it's a lager, so it's like a lot of the Czech beers I've been drinking since I've been here. Good old lager beers. I feel like I've definitely developed a bit of a palate for them. Um, now, it's also important to mention this beer is only 330 milliliters, and most beers here in the Czech Republic are half a liter, Okay, which is what, 700 and something, I think? 750? No, that's... I think that's right. That... I think that's right. Well, I actually have... I'm drinking I'm drinking my final coffee break right now. And it's a uh, pint, and it's 473 milliliters. So there's the answer. Okay. 750 milliliters is a fifth. Right. That's right. So, yeah. So this is called Chang Lager Beer, product of Thailand. Okay. It is 5% alcohol by volume. Also, what I love about this is they have... Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a picture of this. This is... <coughs> excuse our me. sickness is... Starting to gross me out. <laughs> right? They have a bunch of languages here. They have uh, they have Dutch, French. Um, what would SK be? Slovakian, maybe? Hungary. Uh, so there's a ton of languages on here. Let me just really quick. I bet you. Get a picture of you that. You know, we would see this beer as an American and be like, wow, that beer is cheap in, in the Czech Republic. Imagine how cheap that beer would cost if you bought it in Thailand. Exactly. It would be like also, pennies on the dollar. Oh, for sure. Well, I think I paid, I want to say I paid 15 crowns for it. So not even a dollar. Damn. Six pack? I think somewhere around there. No, no, just one. Oh, oh okay. Just one. Okay. Um,. But right here, what's what's interesting is it has the ingredients, and the ingredients are water, malted barley, hops, and what do you think the last ingredient is? Um, is it something that off used in Thailand? Paprika? I don't know. Not paprika. Uh, like chili, chili rice. Rice. Oh, rice. Uh huh. Yes. Please drink responsibly. It says we will try our best to do that. Um, and yeah, <laughs> we will try so our best. it. Uh, <laughs> That's right. So no yeah, provinces. so product of Thailand. Let's actually try this bad boy. I've been talking about it now. So it has a nice kind of light uh, yellow hue to it. Yes. I I hate to say this, but it looks color wise, it looks yes. kind of like I know where you're going. What a Budweiser uh, would probably look. Say no. <laughs> I mean, I guess that that as well. It's definitely lighter than most of the lagers I've had here in the Czech Republic. Which My is, nose is a little stuffed, but maybe I can smell some of it. We'll see. The lightness probably suits a, a Thai beer because it's 
yeah, it could humid be. as hell in, in Thailand. So it's probably nice to have that um, that that light beer because it's very hot and right. humid there. Right. So from from what I could tell from my slightly congested nose, I mean this this smells like once again. I think the color does it justice as well as the smell. It definitely seems to have some lightness to it, but I'm gonna give it give it a quick sip and we'll we'll find out. Oh, that's good. Oh, really? I like that. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. I might even I told I told Jared earlier today um, because we're both coming down with colds or getting over colds, one or the other. I, I said, "Hey, do you have a beer of the pod?" Um, I don't really want to drink a beer, but I might end up drinking this whole thing. It's pretty tasty. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Um, it has a different aftertaste than most lagers, and I'm assuming that's probably because of the rice. Right. Would be my guess. I mean, that would make be a good guess because that's probably the one ingredient that's different than most of the normal lagers. Czech-style lagers has a, you've had. Right. It has a much softer aftertaste to it, if that makes sense. It's a little bit sweeter. Um, but it also is not, um, it's not, it, when I say sweeter, I don't mean that the, the taste itself is sweet. There's just not really any bitterness. I got to you. It. I got you. But it's really good. Um, if Lidl continues to carry this, I might have to buy some more of these bad boys. Wow. That's cool. I, um, I'm not sure why, but something about that color just led me to not expect much from it. Yeah, it's good. And I would say this, like you said, this would for sure be a great beer if it's hot and humid outside. Yeah, I can imagine. I would drink this bad boy all day Did long. Did you mention what the alcohol content was? Five five percent by oh, volume. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. No. No. Definitely not. And what caught my eye about it was the little the little tie up on the logo up there. Yeah. I saw that immediately and that's what caught my can eye because I was Can you recognize mm-hmm. that that's tie? Uh, kind of. I have a I have a friend from graduate school, excuse me, who taught English in Thailand for a few years, and he <clears throat> he would come over. We would play music together and hang out. What did he play? Uh, guitar. Okay. Fantastic guitar player. Really, really good. And uh, and one night uh, I was asking him about Thailand, and he was like, "Well, here, let me show you the alphabet." And he was showing it to me and trying to explain it. It was crazy. And the, the interesting thing about the Thai language, I think there's a lot of languages like this. English is just not one of them, is that the way you address people is different based on their gender. And that's the same with the Czech Republic. So if I were to ask you, Jared, do you like beer? I would say mash rad pivo because you're a man. Okay. If, if I was talking to your sister, I would say mash rada pivo because she's a girl. Hmm. And in Thai, they have a similar thing where the endings, I think, change. I don't know if it's the verbs or what it is. But yeah, so it's, so big shout out to my buddy Ian. He's the one who was showing me um, the Thai alphabet. And uh, yeah, I, I'll have to ask him about this. I forgot to message him and I'll see. I'm curious to see what his thoughts are because he's actually lived in Thailand. So maybe in Thailand, they don't drink this beer. I have no idea. But saw it at Lidl. Looked interesting. I also like the two elephants on, yeah, the, I like on the, the label like as well. Yeah, I like the label as well. It's a cool looking, uh, cool looking beer can. So yeah, is uh, is gender like a thing that gets discussed in, in in the Czech Republic a lot? Because I wonder, I wonder how stuff like that would fly here in uh in the United States these days. Well, I think I think something like that is such a an ingrained part of the culture 
the fact that they've been saying this for hundreds of years. Right. I don't think they really think Kinda too like the much N-word. about it. <laughs> I, th- I think that's a slightly different conundrum. But um, the, the thing I have noticed here, um, and I'd love to hear from our Czech listeners out there. Well, I only have a few of my students who I know listen that have actually been to the States. But I think here in the Czech Republic, um, things do tend to be a little bit more gendered. And what I mean by that is I've heard from from people, oh, you know, don't do that. That's a thing women do. Oh. Or, oh, don't do that. That's a thing men do. Oh, like do. the dark and light beers. Um, r- right, exactly. Like I've been told, and I don't think this is really true because I've seen a lot of women drinking light beers and no one, at of least course. I've never thought anything of it. Um, but I, when I first came here, I, I forget who told me, but somebody in Prague told me that uh, generally women drink the light beers, or, or, or sorry, the dark beers because they're sweeter and the men tend to drink the light beers. I've actually in practice seen the exact opposite. Hmm. I don't see that many people drink dark beers, at least the region where I live in. I don't see a lot of it. Um, they don't, they don't seem so, that appealing to me unless it's a gemischung. Right. Which is a mixture right. in German. Sorry, exactly. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> right. I, I was trying to think of how you'd say the mixture in um in Czech for the pe- when you do the Kozal. Uh, oh, oh, and I, I used to know this word too. Oh, this you is You told it to me, me when you drank it. <laughs> right. Oh man, what was it? This is gonna drive me crazy. Hold up. We got Oh man. Consult I'm sorry we gotta to consult bring Google. You're good. But yeah, I think it's I think it's just different in terms of um, I think culturally what's appropriate and acceptable. Um, Smies? I don't think that's what I said, but um, anyways. Um, so it's it's a little different um, here in the Czech Republic than in the States. Um, I don't think there oh. is the number of Almost Sorry. Uh, people. <laughs> you're good. You're good. I don't think there's the same number of people here um, who are like there are trans people in the Czech Republic, but I don't think they have nearly as many trans people as we do in the States. And I Openly also don't, it seems like I haven't come into contact with that many um, gay people who are out of the closet in my region, probably just because there's not that many people. But I do know there is, like they have a pride parade in Prague, and right. I don't think there's any any issues with that. But yeah. Anyways, though, Jared... Um, we that might be an interesting thing to discuss in a later episode. Yeah. Um talk about gender roles in different countries. Oh yeah. Um, and cultures. That would be really interesting. But I think uh do you happen to have the time by any chance? Oh, let me let me check. Oh. Oh, oh. oh there we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Had to get it going a little bit. That is the untranslatable. Mind if I get us started, Jared? Sure. But first, let me just say, right. the untranslatables are idioms, sayings, uh, or things that we just hear from our from people we know that are that are that don't really make sense if you translate them directly, but um, make perfect sense mm-hmm. once you understand what they are. Usually, exactly. So I'm going to start out. It's funny you mention uh, we hear this from people we know. I heard this one today in my office while I was waiting in between classes to go teach. Um, so shout out to one of my colleagues. And this untranslatable is, it's Czech, and it is Hazet Perli Svinim, which means throwing pearls to swine. <laughs> it's like you're, it's it's almost like what we're doing with this podcast. You're <laughs> you're you're giving you're giving something to people that don't deserve it. 
Exactly. 100%. Perfect. Didn't we do a similar one? It was in a different language, but didn't we have a similar untranslatable like that? Probably. I can't think of what it is right now, but probably. That one That one almost sounds like, the one you said almost sounds like something a dictator would say or something. <laughs> I'm throwing pills at you swine and still you don't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first one is Amharic and I believe it's spoken, oh, let me check. I forgot now. It's. I believe it's spoken in. Uh, let me just check. I don't want to mess it up. It's spoken in Ethiopia. And uh, the phrase is "ejini bachanin na." Oh, that's it. <laughs> okay. I have a very interesting uh, alphabet as well. I put it next to it. It is very interesting. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And that oh, literally nice. translates to "oldness." Please come alone. Old, oh, interesting. Oldness, please come alone. Hmm. Please come alone. So does this mean like you don't want to, you just, you just want to age. You don't want to age and have health problems and money problems. All right. Yeah. We're, it's, it's essentially, right. it's aging gracefully. It's like, I want to age right. without like illnesses, without uh, any problems. Just, I mm-hmm. just want to age and just that. I don't need all the other stuff that people claim come with that right makes sense i have one more for you unlike us we're sickly right now and uh that's true age is not coming alone that's true let's hope it will in the near future though yes um so my last one for you today is bantu which is an african language they speak i believe near congo it's it's pretty widespread i believe it's not only the congo um also i believe in some parts of kenya but i could be wrong also, as a side note, we should also do an episode, I think, on African languages. Okay. I think that it might be difficult. I think we should probably ask for an expert to come on our show and educate do us. Do you know any... But I think that would be... Do you know anyone I, from Africa and Michigan that we could talk to? Uh, I'll have to look you're and the, see. You're, you, you're the one that was in the... Uh, I have a couple... ...international department. Right. I have a couple contacts. I don't know if they're still in the States, but I'll have to find out right. and we'll have to see. All right. Um... Either way, though, this one is Bantu, and the word is, I believe it's pronounced Ilunga. And Ilunga, Jared, because it's one word, let me give you an example. Okay. Okay. Um, so, say you have a friend. And, uh, it's already not believable. <laughs> say, say I have a friend, <laughs> and um, I want to go do something with my friend, and uh, then they betray me or um actually maybe maybe this is maybe this is a better one say uh say you're dating somebody guy or a girl and the person you're dating either physically or emotionally mistreats you right okay so you you you're like all right well nobody's perfect we all make mistakes right then a week later it happens again um and and you're like all right you know nobody's perfect maybe they're having a bad day and then um they do it again and you end up leaving you're like i'm done with this i'm not going to do this anymore what do you think ilunga means is it similar to the english untranslatable fool me once shame on you fool me twice shame on me or as george Kinda- bush would say fool me once shame <laughs> fool me, you won't get fooled again. 
right. right. Um, so, so yeah, so basically, Ilunga is Bantu for a person who's willing to forgive abuse the first time, tolerate it the second, but never allow it or tolerate it a third time. All right. So it is similar to that, except... The people, uh, the Bantu speakers give one more chance than us English speakers. <laughs> right. Well, right Well, right here, actually, Jared, the English equivalent would really be maybe three strikes and you're out. Oh, yeah. Okay. But what's interesting about this untranslatable, Jared, in 2004, this word won uh, the award for the world's most difficult to translate. Oh, wow. Yeah. So pretty. And, and a lot of this has to do with marriage, unfortunately. Um, either with uh, not even always physical abuse, but also infidelity. Right. Um, so we have tolerance within reason. Uh, we have gradations of tolerance, but we all have our limit. Listen, you can beat me, so, but now that you're closing the fist, this is too far. <laughs> terrible. Right. Um, so it's an interesting word. Anyways, what other untranslatables do you got for me? I have two more, but I'll only do one more. I'll save the other one for next time. One of them is, and, and it's Hausa which is a language spoken in Nigeria and Niger. And the uh, untranslatable is Talasba Tarasa Dakin Kwana. And it literally translates to compulsion does not lack a house to sleep in. Compulsion? Compulsion. Did I say compulsion? Yeah. Is that wrong? The wrong way to say it? Compulsion. Compulsion no, no, I'm not sure. does not lack a house to sleep in. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Can you give me an example? Um, sometimes, so once the, it, it, say there is an apocalypse and, uh, you know, people always say, um, let's put it this way. You know, people always ask if you're in a plane crash and you're on a stranded island, how long would it take you to, um, to eat someone? And some people would be like, oh, gross. I would never do that. And some other people would be like, listen, right. bro. Compulsion does not lack a house to sleep in. If I'm hungry enough, I'm eating that motherfucker. So it's, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Right? Essentially, yeah. Necessity knows no law. So it's just saying that, right. you know, if, if, you, if, you're, if, you're, if you're compelled to do something, then it's, it'll happen. How, how long do you think you'd last? Would, would you eat somebody if you were staring on a deserted island? See, I, probably, but it's hard for me to, well, I'm not going to kill someone. I wouldn't kill the person to uh, to to eat them, okay. unless I unless they're getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe I would if they. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing though. Is it's easier for me to say no now, but I've never right. been anywhere close You're to not... in a situation like right. that. I feel like it's tricky. If 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 say we were both alive and then just a person happened to die before I. No, that's so gross. Right. I, it is gross. I, I it's would hard struggle to say. with it, but I might. I might. I might. I don't know. I don't right. know. Yeah, I'm it's so hard squeamish to too. Like I, I'm not even good with like. Oh, me either. <laughs> with like gory I movies, can't do I blood. can't imagine. Yeah, ooh, it'd be. Bad. I can't imagine flaying up my friend. <laughs> right. That's true. Yeah, that's so true. I, I don't know. Well, Jared, I think it's time we uh, touch on our major topic for today. Yeah. Which is Black History Month. Do so. Can you can you explain to our listeners, more so our listeners around the globe? Um, you know, what is it? Why, why do we have it? Um, yeah. Well, first, you know, I'll, all that I'll say stuff. that Black History Month was created in, uh, well, the 
excuse me, the precursor to Black History Month was created in 1926 in the, um, and it was uh, originally called Negro History Week, which is hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious. It was it's, only a week. Yeah, they could fit it all oh, in a geez, week. That's, that's more than good. enough time. In oh, a week, geez, I guess, really horrible. is five days. Let's be honest. We're not count. They don't count the weekends. <laughs> We're at home. We can't. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, this week was chosen because it it coincided with the birthday <coughs> of Abraham Lincoln on February twelfth, uh, and of Frederick Frederick Douglass uh, on February fourteenth. Both of which dates date uh, dates black communities had celebrated since the late nineteenth century. And then later it turned into they that we got the entire month of February, which by the way, shortest month of the year. Um, so one thing I'll say just to start off is I don't think Black History Month should be a thing, but it has to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black History Month is is just American history to me. I don't understand how or how or, oh, I understand how, but I I, I think it's a. Uh, grave injustice that black history somehow got separated from the history of America. Most Amer- most black people were here longer than most, um, uh, quote, unquote, uh, or not quote, unquote, than most Americans. There's so many uh, uh, Americans that have come here from uh, migration, whether it's Europe or, or, or any country, that it's so funny how, um, how black history has been separated and has to be focused on like this. It should be in uh, history books uh, because uh, black people built this country. Anyway. I agree. I agree. Uh, there's a quote that I always think of from a rapper named Jay Cole, and he said this. When think about the, the men that are controlling the pen, the right history, they always seem to white out their sins. And that's something that um, is why I, that is why I think Black History Month is um, is important because— <laughs> We have to like so now you make it. You know I was about to sneeze. <laughs> oh God! Now I have to sneeze. It's all right. Sneeze it out. Um, is that um, the glories of recording a podcast when you're coming down with something? Is that um, we have to like almost force it upon people because it's because uh, so many people, white people, are afraid to also acknowledge the history of their ancestors like there's a shame involved in it sure um where it's like well i I didn't own slaves it's like well why do we have to and and it's just and it's just like this downplaying of the reality of it for 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 people's feelings right and i think i think the other problem with the whole white white people narrative of oh well well my family's innocent i didn't know slaves but it's like okay Maybe they didn't, but you you could do something about it now. Yeah, you know, if you just choose to be complacent or ignore it or whatever, you're you're just making it worse. You're not helping things. Also, you're th- that it's it's lack of in it's a lack of acknowledgement that that the fact that we did have slavery still plays a role in today's culture and laws in, in, oh, in the U.S. Absolutely, and it plays a major role in things like. Like um, you know, like the just say like now what's what's the like the three strikes rule or like the stop and frisk or um right what was yeah, that yeah. what was that just say no to drugs that uh Nancy Reagan Nancy Reagan st- all, all that yep. stuff is it is it, it's all like started with slavery and 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 even um like equating certain drugs to black people and all this stuff and it's right. and and it's just it's it's just a lack of but and I understand why why it's a uncomfortable thing to talk about but it's it's funny sure. to think that like 
Like, it's uncomfortable for the white people to talk about, but it's like, I mean, the black people were the slaves. Like, how do you think, uh, like, they feel, like, right. wanting people to, uh, you know, like, how do you think, like, people today feel with when you just erase or disregard this history and people's and people's history? It's uh, it's right. very rude. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a, it's a hard topic to grapple with, but I think it's worth taking the time and having those difficult discussions about it yes. you know because um there's there's a lot of there's a lot of uh people out there who are just very unaware um you know they live happily in their own little bubbles and they don't really care to you know hear other people's stories and try to understand where they're coming from and uh and i think that's one of the good things about black history month is to try to shed light upon some of these stories to help different people understand what's going on what we're you know, what were and what are the struggles of a lot of black Americans out there? Um, and I think what's interesting after, you know, I've been in Europe now for five months. And I think a lot of Europeans, it's it's difficult for them to grasp the complexities of racism and just our history in the United States because they're removed from it in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, yeah, there are some European countries that invaded Africa um, had slaves, but it wasn't to the same level as the United States. No, no, it really wasn't. Like it, it really is the the one of the foundations of America. I mean, it, slavery is literally what mm-hmm. built America, <laughs> especially the South. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think that's also a, a a common misnomer as well. It's like slaves were everywhere, by okay. the way. Like, but 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 I think the South fought for it longer. Like once. Uh, like, but, um, but yeah, I, yeah. And, and slate, yeah. And, and, and I, but, um, so I think that's why Black History Month is still important, even though every time, like, we hear about it, it's always, um, it, it's always sort of like, um, I don't know, it always just bums me out that we need, like, a month. For, by the way, this Black History Month has been quite the Black History Month. Uh, there, I feel like, um, there's, there's been, like, um, like people, what, what's been going on with Liam Neeson, by the way? Do you know what's up with that? Oh, yeah. He, I think he, he said something about he wanted to kill a guy because of his skin color. I don't know if the guy was black or what what he was, but um, either way, that's really that's just fucked up on a whole lot of levels. Okay, and then there was there uh, the politician that was doing the blackface. There have been a couple politicians. There was that a have teacher like, that was doing the blackface as well, wasn't there? Uh, <laughs> why I just don't understand why you would ever think it's funny to do blackface especially with like the the historical connotations of it right that kind of goes at along the same with, time with 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 people saying why can't i say the n-word where it's like well look <coughs> look how it's historically been used and 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 uh, that's probably right. why people are so sensitive to that stuff right well i mean it was used to dehumanize disenfranchise um oppress you know it, like and what what i think is really funny um, oh shoot, I forget who it was, but he, but he, this guy. Oh shoot, it was also during it. While you're thinking of it, it the the whole blackface mm-hmm. thing was also during a time where they wouldn't allow black people to act, yet the white people would, you know, put on this blackface and and do this this uh, you know this exaggerated buffoonery form of a black person, and um, and it was it's it's just the irony of like we're not gonna let you even be on this, but. <laughs> but we're we're gonna we're gonna decide what what you uh, like who you you guys are and, and that's uh, that sort of stuff still still prevails I would say. Um, right. What's the oh he's a 
he's a he's like an African American scholar. Um oh and he 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 gave this talk about how why white people shouldn't say the n-word. And he basically said if you think about all of the things historically in the United States that black people were excluded from, he basically I think the moral of his talk was I think you guys can handle not being allowed to do or say one thing. <laughs> right. I was a Tanasi Coates. Is that what you're talking about? That's it. Okay. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Parada. Uh, yeah. No. Uh-oh. I actually should have played this one. <laughs> <laughs> both, both are good, though. <laughs> it's like I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Um, yeah. No. That. Uh, I, I remember seeing that now. Um, another thing that – here's another thing about um, – Black History Month is I remember um, when I was in it was so awkward when I was in uh, elementary school mostly and even in middle school a little bit and even a little bit when I lived in Germany being like one of the few black people and having a like 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 any sort of time there's some sort of question like everyone like even the teacher will like ask me will look at you yeah yeah and I was just like I am a ten year old child. It's like I was like I am I am right. like I am not or, or even when I was twelve or thirteen it's like I'm not the arbiter of blackness it's like I barely understand it myself right. you're the teacher teach me right exactly and it was so uncomfortable it was so uncomfortable oh my god I mean I get that I get that on a dif- different level for the United States now oh yeah 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 being like no, I'm totally the arbiter yeah <laughs> exactly exactly whether I want to or not but yeah and I think that's that's something too that I think a lot of people need to be more aware of. Regardless of if it's your race, your religion, or whatever, um, I think a lot of people tend to do that, where they're like, they, they have that one Muslim friend, and they'll ask them everything about Islam. Right. Um, or they'll have, you know, that one black friend or that one um, Asian friend, and then they ask them, you know, what, what I find even worse is when, especially in regards to um, when you have an Asian friend, is if they're like from China, then you start asking them questions about Japan or South Korea or something. <laughs> right. And it's like, how ignorant can you be? Come on now. Burke Kreischer, the comedian, said for the longest time he, th- he thought they all spoke the same language. Like gi- like the Japan, right. Korean, and China all spoke the same language. Um, or at least could understand each other's languages. I think that's what he said. Right. I was at a, yeah. a, a Wawa yesterday after piano, and there was a um, – and the guy at uh, behind the counter called me brother. <laughs> and I was, was he a white guy or black guy? He was an Indian guy. And I was, oh, interesting. And I was like, okay. and I, was, and I, I, I was sort of taken back, but I was like, I, I was like, yeah, I don't, I can't assume fully that this is some BS. But I was like, all right, I can't imagine you ever saying that to anyone. I don't even say that to anyone, right. brother. Right. Is this the seventies? Um, <laughs> right. What do you remember? Um, what do you remember Black History Month to be like in your high school? Oh man, that's a really good question. You're making me dig, dig deep right here. In high school, what, what did we do? Um, Blackface? I know we talked a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite. Um, we, uh, I know we would obviously talk a lot about the civil rights movement. And the same uh, four people, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King. Exactly. Malcolm exactly. X. Uh, <laughs> yep. Harriet Tubman. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, to be honest, man, I... I'm not coming up with much right now because I think a lot of it was kind of the same stuff recycled and revamped every year. But I could be wrong. I think and I think that's that's kind of the answer I was expecting. Like that's okay. That's what I not was what I was hoping for at all. But that's what I was expecting because I think that's how. Honestly, that's how I. That's the same with me. 
And sometimes I've, I, I, I mean, I, I could figure this out on my own, but sometimes I, I feel like I, I should do some more personal research, and it would behoove me to know more about my own, you know, my own quote, quote, unquote, people's history. Right. Um, because I, I feel like I'm also woefully undereducated on this stuff. Right. Oh, I 100% am for, for sure. Um, but, yeah, and I think the other problem, like you mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about this, the fact that it is, it's seen almost as a separate part of American history when, um, and I think that in a weird way also kind of has racist undertones. Would you agree with me? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like it's separated from 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 just your standard history. Like, like why is there a black history section in like a history book? Or you have to focus on, or it's like these black people were intertwined within the history for um, the entire time that the United States has existed. So why don't you right. just tell the, the history as it is and tell the stories of these presidents and include all the heinous shit that the presidents like Jefferson and, and, all, that, right. and all that stuff did back then. Like include that because you know, that's, that's part of history. And I think we're doing a total disservice to, to um, just – Especially when, when we, for example, talk about some of these presidents to just like teach about them in a vacuum and just about all the great things they did as leaders and all this stuff where it's like I, it's, I, it's, it's, it's not even that it's I mean, it is important to know, but it's like you're not even telling the full story of these people. Right. Not at all. I think I and, and I, I agree with you. I think one of the problems is <coughs> it's hard. <coughs> sorry. It's hard to pack all of that into a lesson. Not saying that they That's shouldn't, true. but it's hard to it's hard to always tell the full but I story. I think it's more. I still think it's more that uh, that curriculums are mostly made by white people, and they and they don't want to they don't yeah. want to talk about it or face it. Right. I had because a social studies shitty. teacher. Right. Sure. Well, I had a social studies teacher that used to teach in the inner city in Detroit, and he was saying how um, a lot of the standardized tests are written for white people. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about he that. Said, he said, you know, even the basic examples you see on an SAT, they're not written for minorities and people of color. You know, the, even even if it's a simple, you know, I don't know, Johnny is at Thanksgiving and blah, blah, blah. You know, like we talked about on our Thanksgiving episode, you know, people from different cultures and different races, religions, whatever – tend to have different customs. Yep. You know? Yeah. Um, and so so I thought that was really interesting, but I, I agree with you. But I think uh, instead of, uh, although it's important to mention all of these negative things, I think we should commemorate some For sure. very important people. For sure. Um, and the first one I would like to start with is Angela Davis. Okay. Powerful Afro. Right. And powerful woman in general. Yeah. So Angela, Angela Davis, for all of you... Out still there alive, don't too, know I who believe, she is. isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was born in 1944, still still alive. She's in her 70s. Okay. She's but, not even uh, that old. She, is, she has worked as a political activist, a scholar, an educator, an author, and she was a very, very important and influential member of the counterculture movement of the 60s, and she was also a former member of the Black Panther Party and also the Communist Party. And what I really think is commendable about Angela Davis... Um, she was sent to prison um, 
But even after being sent to prison, she's kept going. She still spoke her exactly. She didn't even she persevered. I don't even think she skipped a beat. I think she was speaking like as she like as soon as she got out of prison. Like she just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she just kept going. She's yeah, she's exactly full gangster. She's a great speaker too. I like I've listened to a couple of her speeches and and she's just the way she talks is very captivating. Oh, she's a brilliant woman. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, so that's the first person that I uh, wanted to commemorate. Okay. Who do you have, Jared? Uh, well, who do I have? I don't realize we we're gonna go back and forth like that. I can give you someone. Though. I can. I can do. I can do another one. Okay. That's all right. Um, well, well, the, I, can, the next... actually, I have an idea. So okay. I want to, because I had a list of of future Black History icons. So we can go back and forth. You give me oh, some historical nice. figures, and I'll give you some okay. ones that I think will be future okay. Black History icons. All right. Number one, right. obviously, Barack Obama. First oh, for black sure. president. With, without a doubt. And no scandals except for that tan suit. <laughs> <laughs> Which he looked pretty good in he that suit. Not going to lie. He could pull that off. <laughs> I think not only Barack, but also Michelle. Oh, yes. I think yes. both of them are very notable, intelligent, eloquent. Um, see, they seem like very amazing people. Yeah. And Michelle, even it seems even post-presidency, it seems like Michelle Obama's been even... Uh, more active and more out there, and it's probably easier now that she's freer. But um, yeah, it's for sure both of them. Right, and uh, I want to give. <clears throat> there's there's three musicians that I think have shaped the way we view blues and rock music. There's there's more than three, but I want to talk about just very quickly the three kings. Do you know who they are? Jimi Hendrix. Uh uh-uh. uh. B.B. King. I was, oh, oh, you meant literal last name King. Uh-huh. I got you. B.B. King is one of them. B.B. King, um, I don't know. Freddie King. I don't know who Freddie King is. They call, check his music out. They call him the Texas Cannonball. Okay. Freddie King, sorry, B.B. King, Freddie King, and Albert King. I don't know who Albert King is either. You got to check him out but as this well. Is your, this is right in your wheelhouse right here. It is. And, and the reason why the Three Kings in terms of blues music are so important is it also laid the foreground for rock music. I think in a lot of ways also for pop music. Yeah. A lot of other genres, soul music, gospel music. And uh, not only were they just absolutely fantastic musicians, sadly, Albert King and Freddie King, I think, died fairly early. But I think B.B. King also gave back to the community quite a bit. Yeah. Which I think is really fantastic. Um, another big artist that gave a lot to the black community, of course, is the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, rest in peace, for sure. And she was also um, she was a very outspoken uh, activist as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was from Detroit, also, repping yep. uh, repping Michigan. So she was a she was a, a she was a great, uh, definitely a very powerful voice in the community. I'll give you mm-hmm. a modern day one, uh, Beyonce. I think she's gonna be. Talked about for a long time. After Do you think Jay Z will be as well? I think it's different. I think it's different. I think Jay Z is a legend in the hip hop game, and I think maybe. Okay. I think maybe. I think maybe yes, because they both are are, are known for. I think yeah. I'll, I'll say them as a as a duo, because um, okay. I, I I think I I just think Beyonce her, her I, for some reason hers like she just seems like she's bigger than Jay Z ever was, and just her. The way that she's curated her life and just can like put out, I, I think is very impressive. And um, they have also done, uh, you know, donated millions for philanthropy. 
And right. uh, I, I think that as far as musicians go, modern day ones, she's going to be talked, up, talked about for a long time. I'm trying to think of an, another modern day musician, black musician that I think is, uh, give it to me. I have one, but we're going to wait because it'll be a good transition. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna wait. We'll wait on I that. I see where you're going with that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, modern day. I'm. I, I'd like to think of a couple modern day ones as well, just because that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, like who's <coughs> really changing the game these days? And not even. And it's not just music, though. I think. Me- oh shoot! Shoot! What's the? Oh man! What's the name of the director of Black Panther? Ryan Coogler. I think maybe he might be a notable one as well. Um, I would say if you're going to throw him in there, I would throw in people like Ava DuVernay. Michael B. Jordan? Uh, Who? Ava DuVernay. She's a writer and a producer, and she's produced a, oh, lot, nice. of, okay. a lot of very popular black shows. Also, I okay. have on my list, if I guess if we're just going to enter- entertainers in general, I, I have mm-hmm. also on my list is Oprah. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. She, uh, I mean, she has she is her own media uh, conglomerate at this point. Um, right. And so uh, she's definitely ch- a ga- a ch- uh, she's going to be an icon for a long, long time. I think also. Um, now there's one I wonder if you're going to mention. I don't want to. I don't want to okay. step on your toes. But th- the reason I bring this up is because I want to. I want to bring up some athletes that I think will be. Okay. Um, so I can I can think of a couple athletes that I think are historical figures. Current athletes. No, I uh, or previous. I, a pre- I can previous. think of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have current ones I mean, too. I have current uh, ones too. Obviously, well, well, the previous ones I would say for sure would be um, Jesse Owens. Yeah, and who is the, the track star? Who else was he standing with? I can't remember the other guy's oh. name. There was another guy. Jesse Owens was the first place one. Right, but there was someone else. I can't remember the guy. That, I, I'm looking it up right now. Me, me either. Me either. That was really controversial, right? They they were the ones that did like the the fist. Yeah, because it was it was the it was the um the one where Hitler was there, the Olympics where Hitler was there, and he didn't mm-hmm. want any mm-hmm. black people there, and then they right. ended up beating. And they smoked the competition. Yeah. yeah, which is so badass on so many levels. Um, you know what's also crazy about that story? Hitler actually, not that I'm advocating for Hitler by any means, but Hitler actually, according to uh, what I've read. Hitler actually shook his hand when Jesse Owens got back to the States. The president wouldn't shake his hand. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy, right? So, yeah. What was like the president uh, like embarrassed by the. Um... I have no idea. Oh, my gosh. I have no That's... idea. Uh, okay. Well, Jesse Owens, I can't find the other dude's name. It's another problem with the, oh. with the way we're, we're taught about history. We know the first place guy, but we don't know the second place guy. While you're looking, though, another some other athletes. Oh, uh, the famous picture yeah. was actually just there was another another one, but the famous picture was actually just him. Now that now that I see it, I, okay. I got it confused with gotcha. a different picture. And okay. next to, um, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Do you have another athlete? So another, yeah, yeah, another. But there is a picture of Jesse athlete. Owens uh-huh. doing a salute, and right next to him, there's a, a German doing the uh, Nazi uh, Heil Hitler. Uh, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, let's see here. Another athlete. Oh, dude. Um, Hank Aaron, baseball player. Who's that? I mean, I know the name, you know but I don't know what he, he did. Hit, I was going to say Jesse. Uh... Until Barry Bonds, he had the oh, record right, of the right, most right. home runs. Right, 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 right. But, but before him, oh, now I'm blanking on his name. 
Jackie Robinson. There we go. Jackie Robinson. Mm -hmm. Very, very important. Mm -hmm. The first African-American player to play in the major leagues because that, back then they had a split league. And I'm really curious. The Negro Leagues. I would, exactly. I would like to go back in time and watch both games. <laughs> I the Negro Leagues were probably way better. For sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Shittier equipment and way better, uh, way better Athletes, game. Athletes. Yeah. For sure. Uh, well, for I sure. have some modern, uh, modern, modern day future black history icons, athlete wise. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we just had the Super Bowl. Colin Kaepernick is a big one. Um, right. He was merely kneeling on the side, trying to protest p police brutality and and police essentially just going unchecked for a lot of the. Um, brutality that's been going on and right. he got pushed out of the league because um because of it and um and pe and you know it's so funny too because people always try to bring up things like it's so annoying to me when people bring up martin luther king in the sense of like how you're supposed to protest because one mm -hmm. that's kind of how i mean colin kaepernick was i uh, was honestly quieter than martin luther king and what they also don't bring up is martin luther king got shot by the way uh, right. so why, like you guys keep bringing him up, like, like he did it right, but he's also, he got killed. So you he's know. dead. Yeah. I'm not saying he yeah, did it wrong, but it's just so funny that you're telling people to do that. And it's like, okay. Right. Another modern day one, uh, Serena Williams. Oh, for sure. I would say Serena and Venus. Yes. I would say both that's, of them yeah. push the envelope. Yeah. That's not fair that I for forgot the tennis about game. Venus because she's older. She's not as popular right. these days, but, um, right. that's very true because they, um, they are they are um, killers. They are the leaders in a sport that clearly doesn't really want them there. And evidence in the fact that one, Sharapova makes more money than um, Venus does, like with advertisements and stuff, mm -hmm. which is ridiculous. But also um, just the just the way that they're portrayed in comparison to their uh, their counterparts right. is is ridiculous. And and in spite of that. Um, they still uh, kill it, and Serena is is even is great too because she's so like defiant that whenever the people tell her not to do something, she finds a way to to subtly uh, right subtly burn them and be like, Th well, throw a little shade. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. Me too. Uh, a previous one that I think is also worth mentioning, of course, Muhammad Ali or Cassius Clay. Yes, yes. Another Very one important. Uh, that people. Mm -hmm. um, canonized today and love but people hated them back then oh they did well i love there's a quote i was actually reading it the other day um he had a quote that he said you know i'm i'm not gonna go f this was during the vietnam war he said i'm not gonna go abroad and fight the Viet Cong. they're not my enemy you're my enemy um i'll die here fighting for my life not gonna go abroad and kill a bunch of other innocent minorities that you want me to kill basically um, and he, I know they, they stripped him of his titles for a while and he was in prison for a while because he was a conscientious objector. Yep. Um, and so, so yeah, so, um, I think, I think that the thing that strikes me so much with a lot of these, um, icons is their level of perseverance and strength. And I think they're also, a lot of them are very outspoken. They're very intelligent. And, uh, I think these people are people we should all aspire to be regardless of race, religion, or creed. I have one more. I agree with you. That mm -hmm. was well said. Uh, LeBron James as well. Uh, oh, for obviously, sure. Obviously, once again, a dominant athlete, but has done so much for giving back to communities and building schools and whatnot. 
And it right. seems like he's just getting started, so. Oh, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, I'm trying to think of any other ones. I mean, I could ramble on for hours about all the amazing black musicians out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, jazz musicians, blues musicians, um, soul, R&B, well, I mean, they, hip-hop. The black musicians kind of shaped modern-day pop music in general. So, Oh, for sure. Absolutely. The last one that I think is worth mentioning, I mean, and we, we really probably should have spent more time commemorating mentioning more, Maybe we can do that on, a, on another episode in the near future. But another very important well, one that I think we can't leave out is uh, Frederick Douglass. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only reason I didn't bring him up is because he tends to be one of the um, that's one true. of the go-tos. But yeah, he's a very famous, I guess people call him abolitionist. And he was kind mm-hmm. of, I, I, I mean, he was an abolitionist. I think I had, uh, this kind of goes along with, um, I mean, yeah, he was an abolitionist, but most black people didn't want slavery. That's all it means. I look at him more as like a philosopher and like a... um, I would agree. Because abolitionist is just someone that doesn't want slavery. And that's that's not really your title. That's just like, yeah, that's probably, you know, 95% of the black people or 98% of the black people Mm -hmm. back then were abolitionist. (laughs) Oh, yeah, most definitely. Well, yeah, I think he's more well known, obviously, for being an author and an absolutely fantastic author at that. Yeah. Um, very, once again, uh, perseverance, intelligence, these are all traits that I think we see in a lot of these really amazing, um, individuals. I have, I just so, want to yeah. name two more people that I think will be modern day, um, modern day, uh, sort of, uh, and these are writers since you brought up writers. Okay. Oh, nice. Tadassi yeah. Coates, who we mentioned before. Oh, definitely. And, mm-hmm. uh, a guy named James Baldwin, who he passed, he's passed away, but he passed away in 87. So I'd still say that's you know a little modern to for for the history mm-hmm. books. I'd say so. And yeah, yeah. he um he is a very famous uh, writer, and he taught you know he writes about um, I believe he wrote um oh no the, the excuse me the film I am not your Negro is adopted from um from uh one of his works. Right. So I have I have two more left. My first one is a previous one that I I think is safe to say he is. Definitely in the annals of uh, <laughs> annals. history <laughs> is my man Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I mean one of the greatest, hands down one of the greatest guitar players and musicians ever out there. I think another thing that's really amazing about Jimi Hendrix is obviously you know every everyone talks about his guitar playing, which which is for good reason. But I really love the lyrics he wrote. He wrote a lot of really interesting, captivating. Uh, really creative and beautiful lyrics that are very poetic. Yeah, um, very emotional. Like you check out exactly like check out the songs "Castles Made of Sand." Yeah, or "Axis Bold as Love." Um, so many great songs by him. And my modern day guitarist and musician leads us to our song of the pod today. Parada. Uh, no other than Gary Clark Jr., who is a uh, blues soul. Rock, R&B. I mean, he he can do so many things. It's hard to put him in a genre. Yeah. He is an amazing musician from Texas. And his uh, album came out recently. And I know we usually try to pick music in either a foreign language or from another country. But this song just seems so fitting for our episode today, which is why why we picked it. So the song is called This Land by Gary Clark Jr. And uh, I'm, I'm really curious, Jared, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's a powerful song. Uh, the, one thing I 
I mean, I'm familiar with Gary Clark Jr. I've heard a couple of his songs, but I did buy that album, though. I did get that album. Oh, nice. And I've been listening to it. But, um, I, I, so I'm, f- I'm familiar with him, but I haven't listened to a lot of his stuff until recently. But you can clearly hear the, um, and this is no shade or anything, but you can clearly hear that Jimi Hendrix influence in his, in his guitar playing. It, it is, right. uh, it is, it is, um, it's just a, you can just hear the influence, but I I love Jimi Hendrix, so I'm not complaining. And also, right. um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's it's a very interesting sound too because he like he he adds. It's not purely like the sort of like even though he's a sort of a you know one of those like a, one of those classical rock not classical classical rock but I mean like one of those like like rock guitarist where it's just hard to sort of like and a lot of um, sort of freestyle esque playing. Uh, like Jimi Hendrix, um, mm-hmm. but like he also there's also like a, a electronic um, elements to it, where you know the beat is not fully just just a band. There are electronic elements to it, and I just like that sort of moder- modernized take on on blues. Mm-hmm. And oh, definitely. And um, the lyrics. Do you ha- can you pull up the lyrics, or I can pull them up if you want. Can you pull them up? Right, there's a lot of N words on there. I'll pull it up. Uh, <laughs> and while you're pulling it up, um, I just want to mention, yeah, the amazing thing about this song is that, first of all, in terms of just raw feel for guitar playing, I think Gary Clark Jr. is one of the best. Yes, you know he's. I wouldn't. I wouldn't peg him as the most technically proficient guitar player, but to me, he seems like one of the few guitarists out there nowadays that can really play with a lot of emotion, a lot of feel, and get the audience to feel that too. Yeah. I think there's so many guitarists out there who are so concentrated on being flashy or playing fast or whatever. And and I think a lot of times less notes is more, and he really knows the right notes to play. As my piano teacher always says, it's not about it's not about what you're playing, it's about how you're playing it and, and adding, as oh, she absolutely. calls it, adding line to music. And I mm-hmm. think, um, yeah, a, a lot, a lot of famous sort of uh, musicians these days seem seem like they're like they're they're not looking at music, but they kind of play it like they're looking at music almost. And right. his seems way more way more raw. And so the song is all about. He's from the south. He's from Texas, I believe. Yep. So mm-hmm. the song from is Austin. All, the song is all about how he doesn't. He's not welcome in his own land, and how people tell him to go back to his own country. But he is in his own country because his people mm-hmm. built this country, and this is, um, you know, this is he. You know, America. Uh, you know, essentially, just it was a very. And that's also what I love about it too, is that it's a very pro-American song. But you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of um, say country people would would find offense to this song. Especially right. Southerners, um, so I can I can just read a, a little bit of the lyrics real quick. Absolutely. About to sneeze. Bless you. I I love the line where he says "fuck you, I'm America's son." Yes. Which I I agree. Well, it is so funny when when I mean that's a very common sort of a rhetoric with with super racist right wing people is mm-hmm. go back to your country or go back where you came from. Which is ironic because they need to go back to Europe, right? Where it's like, uh, first know. of all, you know, your your uh, great grandmother is Italian and your other grandmother is German. It's like, right? <laughs> we've been here for hundreds of years longer than you have, and right. also the country that w- that is now our country, we were brought here forcibly, like we were forced to come here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 we were forced to adopt the American culture, and that's why. 
That's why, uh, you know, I listen, listen. Slipping on gay. I'm going to say it. That's why black people uh, adopted Christianity is because of slavery and because mm-hmm. of uh, whiteness, uh, which is why I struggle to even. I wish I wish I got to ask my my parents about that. It's like, how do you feel about the back fact that? But that's a weird thing to bring up with my heavily right. religious at the family. dinner table. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that you guys are uh, that this is a slave religion you're following right now. Uh, um, but yeah, um, it's just it's 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 just the level of ignorance is so funny. Saying go back to where you come from or go back to it's like my en- entire family has been here for hundreds of years. Uh, because right. we were forced to come here. So I'll just read a little mm-hmm. bit of the, of, the, of the lyrics. Paranoid and pissed off. Now that I got the money, 50 acres and a Model A, which is an old car, right in the middle mm-hmm. of Trump country. I, Trump country. I, I told you there goes a neighborhood. Now, Mr. Williams ain't so funny. I see you looking out your window. Can't wait to call the police on me. Well, I know you think I'm up to something. I'm just eating. Now we're still hungry. And this mine, and this is mine now legit. I ain't leaving, and you can't take take it from take me. Take it from me. I remember mm-hmm. when you used to tell me, nigga, run, nigga, run. Go back where you came from. That's the chorus. That's the hook, yeah. Oh, the hook. Excuse me. I mean the chorus as well, but yeah. Um, Up till the sun comes up, and I can't start grinding. And, okay, so yeah, there's just more of that. But it, it's just a very... um. It's just a very like American. Oh yeah, I'll I'll read the area where um, it says uh, go back where you come from. We don't want you. We don't want your kind. We think you're use a dog born. Well, fuck you. I'm America's son. This is where I come from. Mm-hmm. So I've got to ask Jared. I feel like especially in that beginning verse. I mean, those are probably probably lines that a lot of black people have have heard from white people, right? Uh yeah probably yeah or or, or like you know or sentiments could, that they felt right yeah. exactly like oh there goes the neighborhood you know we oh, had yeah, the, yeah, you know, yeah yeah right or yeah um yeah this is this song is just to me it's it's so powerful and I, you know I love that you know, I, I, what I love a lot about this song is is like conservatives and and right wing people have have taken over and and. And they're the they're the only ones that can be patriotic or that can be Americans or that can like love this country. It's like oh, love it or leave it. It's like these these liberals hate America and all that stuff. And, and it's like that's it's like what makes you quote unquote more more American? Uh, just mm-hmm. because you like just because you have this giant flag flying off the back of your giant pickup truck, and you and then you have a pickup or uh, American flag hat with your thin blue line t-shirt on (laughs) doesn't make you more American than someone not wearing all of this paraphernalia. And I love, I love like um, someone that doesn't subscribe to all of that full on nationalistic uh, mindset, but can also be like, listen, I'm American too. And just because I'm not some sort of uh, hardcore conservative doesn't mean that I'm not a patriot or that I don't love this country. And that's a ridiculous, um, way to look at it. And so that's why that's also why I love that so much. Exactly, exactly. And and I think the thing is too, I've watched some interviews uh, you know, where where Gary Clark Jr. talks about um why he wrote the song and everything. And and a lot of it has to do with obviously the way a lot of Americans were feeling after November 2017. Um November 20 only- Oh, I see what you're saying. I think you meant yeah, yeah. I think you meant November 20th, 17. Nope. 
Nope. November 2017. Yeah. And uh, and also just the experiences and the way he's been treated throughout his life. Um, and, and I think that m- music has the power. I'm going to get on my soapbox here real quick. But I think music has a power to um, transcend culture, race, whatever it may be. If you look at the 60s and 70s, you know... Um, all the when we had the British the British invasion as they call it of you know all these British bands Rolling Stones Led Zeppelin right um, that quote unquote counterculture right they came over and and brought blues to America even though blues had been <laughs> in America for years those British people stole it from the uh, people like the Three Kings <laughs> exact exactly but you know I think uh, I think there's really something amazing about this and this song has a really important story to tell that I think a lot of people need to listen to. I um I agree with you. I I listen to a rapper named Odyssey and he's mm-hmm. from DC's uh he's raps about you know very uh, conscious aware stuff, but he's a great rapper. And he has a song called You Grew Up and it's about how he had this friend um as you know this white friend as a kid and how they grew up and went their separate ways and you know the sort of the reality of of how they both grew up separately uh, uh came out. And uh, it's 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 stuff that's relatable, and you know they're good. It, it helps that they're good artists as well, so you can actually like bop your head to it, and it's not just like mm-hmm. you're being taught a lesson. But also, these people are talking about things that they're actually experiencing, and stuff that people can relate to. And 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 that I think it's not just making something that you can bop your head to, but like that's what really separates, I think, pop music from people like. Gary Clark Jr. or Odyssey, the, the rapper I was talking about, where it's like right. you can actually—they're talking about something. They're, it's, this is not just fun music. Exactly. But, exactly. There's a lot of substance behind it, and the yeah. music itself, as you mentioned, is also fantastic. Right. So if you're interested in a powerful, moving song about, um, you know, the way I think uh, a lot of Black people feel in the United States, check out our Twitter, Untranslatable One. We will be posting. This Land by Gary Clark Jr. on there. Um, just get ready and be prepared for some goosebumps because I get goosebumps every time I listen to the song. Yeah. If you're, if you're also, if you're, um, f- go follow us on Twitter on Translatable One where I post it and do yourself a favor and watch the, um, watch the music video because the music video really brings it, brings it together. There's stomping on Confederate flags and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a powerful image for sure. Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Well, Jared, I'm curious to see how you'll how you'll feel about my check word of the pod today. Uh, I, I hope you'll like it. So my check word of the pod today is yayini. Any guesses what that means? Kind of sounds like a racial slur. Uh, <laughs> it it <laughs> is not. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, oh, it's so funny. I just realized that when we do check words of the pod, they're usually like... Um, Usually, like, sort of apropos to the topic. And I was like, right. is it check for the N-word or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if they ha- I don't know if they have one. Uh, oh, like the N-word? Maybe. Yeah, they, probably like just say, they probably just have, like, a form of, of the actual N-word. Right. Uh, right. I'm going to guess that it's February, isn't it? Oh, that would have been so much better. That would have been so much oh, better. Oh, is it not? It's not February. Okay, I feel I remember you telling me the months. Oh, that would have been so much <laughs> That's better. hilarious. Well, um, what... it is not February. Um, Yayini means history. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. All right. I picked and I picked this word one because one of my previous check lessons we went over 
subjects in school, and this was one of them. Mm -hmm. But the other reason is I think it's really important for us to learn about history. And like you mentioned, try to get the full story. Not just history written by the people in power writing it, but also, um, you know, everybody's story. Black history is American history. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, Honestly, that's my personal I, quote of the pod right there. Right. Right. <laughs> I think I, I agree with you. And actually, today what I'd like to do, since we have, we have a little bit of time, I, I have one quote I picked. But I want to read a couple more just inspirational quotes from some have very any important black jokes for the uh, Black History Month. I, I don't <laughs> believe it or not, I don't. Honestly, man, I tried to think of or look up like wholesome, like kind of like an anti joke, right? Or, or, or like right. a or like shitting other people that don't understand right. it or something like Ex- that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I couldn't find any, and I couldn't think of any. How many black people um, does it take to screw in a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any response to that. I'm not even going to. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. So I want to read a couple quotes. Okay. And, uh, and uh, get your take on them, Jared. All right. So here we go. So let me find one. Um, that Okay. Here we go. Um, I think this one, this one also resonates a little bit with some of the things we've been talking about. My humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. And that's by Desmond Tutu. Who dat? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. Can you say it one more time? Absolutely. My humanity is bound up in yours, for we can only be human together. Oh, oh okay. So it's like the more you dehumanize me, you're essentially dehumanizing yourself? I guess. Yeah. Um, because we are, we have to like live, live as one. That's a, right. I mean, that's a very, uh, th- th- that's a good quote, but that is like, I, that's almost too smart for me. <laughs> right. Well, here, let's, I'll give you a more straightforward one from, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Okay. I really love this quote and no, it's not. I have a dream. Um, that's not where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, by the way, this quote, fun uh-huh. fact, uh, that I have a dream line was improvised. Really? Yeah, he was not. He was not. He well, it wasn't improvised, but he was not in his original speech. Let's put it that way. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. So this quote I have from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Bless you, is the time is always right to do what is right. I like that. <laughs> that's, that's a good, good one. Yeah, that's a parada. That is a that is a very like a pet preacher thing to say. That literally That's sounds like something that comes straight out of a black church. <laughs> but he was a preacher, oh, so definitely. I guess it, it makes sense. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then I, I cannot agree with you more, Jared, that black history is American history. A hundred percent. No doubt. Yeah. Um, and the last quote I'd like to leave you and the listeners with today is... Um, is the first African-American female astronaut, Dr. Mae Jemison, And she said, never be limited by other people's limited imaginations. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I, I like that. That's, that's nice. That's almost like a, like a PBS uh, <laughs> sort of like a, there should be some sort of like, ah, or like some sort of nice music behind it. Right. Can I, can I, it's true. 
Can I give you one of my personal favorite Absolutely. black history icons? Madame C.J. Walker. Uh, apparently, she was born Sarah Breedlove, but she, uh, I guess, you know, changed her name. She was an uh, she was an entrepreneur. She was a philanthropist, an activist, and she was also the first self-made uh, millionaire. And she was not only the first a female millionaire in, in the United States. She was the first, excuse me, she was not only the first black female millionaire in the United States, but she the was first the first female, female millionaire. millionaire in the United States, period. Self-made. Nice. And nice. I think that's awesome. And there's this picture I used to have, um, there's this picture I used to have as the screensaver on my uh, computer, and it's her rolling around in this badass, like, you know, 1910s car with, like, nice. her and three other black women and this one white woman, and she's just driving down the street. With this That's awesome. sweet hat. They all have these sweet hats on. And it's just I just imagine like her her bumping like you see me rolling or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I, I just that I, I awesome. love that. I think that's so cool. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. Well, we hope you all have enjoyed our episode today about black history, which is American history. Sorry, Jerry, I just love that line. Um, it's so true. Um And we hope you've been able to learn a little bit about some uh, very important people that really should be taught throughout the entire history curriculum. And uh, I think this has been a really wonderful episode. It's been great to uh, hear your opinions about everything, Jared. You betcha. Check out our song on the pod, uh, This Land by Gary Clark Jr. on our Twitter. Let us know what you thought of today's episode. Uh, We'd be happy to also share some more uh, and commemorate more important Um, black people in the history of the United States. Um, Throughout this month, we got lots of time. So if that's something you're interested, drop us a line and we'd be happy to do that for you. And uh, please check out our Twitter, uh, Untranslatable One, as I've mentioned, our Instagram, Untranslatable Podcast, and also shoot us an email. um, If you have anybody specifically who your favorite historical figures might be, if you have any inspirational quotes or untranslatables, we would love to get some of those from you. So we thank you so much for your support and for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and you've learned something interesting about Black History Month. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Yakuya Man.